Robin Williams was reading this book for the book of the day, crazy about his suicide and uh, what led up to it, what made him great. You know, I always say there's things to learn from anybody who achieves greatness, you know. No matter how complicated their life was, this guy had a complicated life. So I was just reading this today and I thought I would, uh, people always ask me to share my notes when I read. What I took away, you know, first of all was there was, no one could figure out the exact reason that this guy committed suicide. Like, was it money problems? Some people, you know, those conjectures, money problems. He was on some prescription drugs for Parkinson's that had a side effect that was suicide, which is kind of crazy for a side effect. Um, he was having money problems, even though other people said, no, he had $50 million still in his bank account, but he was always paranoid and worried about losing money. So, um, you know, he had a crazy childhood. He was made fun of, bullied. He's kind of a chubby kid. He never could connect with his mother. He wanted a stronger family, but whatever. We've all been through craziness and it made him funnier. You know, if you know the story of Robin Williams, he was on top A game here in Hollywood for, I don't know, 30 years, 40 years. And uh, I thought when I was reading it, well, is there anything practical that applies to people that, you know, I'm not a famous comedian. One of the things that was pretty, I, I wrote down a few little notes I'll read to you. Whenever I read, by the way, I, I take notes. I use Evernote. So, the author said, the author is this uh, Emily Herbert. She writes a whole bunch of biographies on people. She said, number one rule. One of William's tragedies was though, although an exceptionally intelligent man, he couldn't see the truth about himself. And she's talking about his addictions. He had a lot of addictions. So like, you know, cocaine was a big one, alcohol. Then people don't realize uh, he was super into video gaming. So once he got done with drugs he just moved on to the next addiction he got into bicycle riding some of those obviously not as tough on your body you know, positive effect on your body but nonetheless an addiction's an addiction and uh, it's interesting people have addictive personalities you know my dad had an addictive personality my mom didn't my grandfather had an addictive uh, personality my grandmother didn't my grandma said once she found out that um Cigarettes in the 1950s, they published or the 60s, they published, you know, on the packets that it could cause lung cancer. My grandma said she quit overnight. My grandpa, he could never quit, and you know, he, he paid the price for it. He died of emphysema. So, um, according to this book, Robin Williams never quite got that he was addictive. You know, that he was constantly moving from one addiction to another. Another interesting thing, this one doctor, Dr. Douglas Gentile from University of Iowa did a study and was talking about Robin Williams on video games. He said, I was expecting to find that depression leads to video gaming. Basically, you're first depressed, so you go and sit in a room and play video games and like leave, you know, fantasize about better things. But the doctor study found the opposite. Depression seems to follow the video gaming. As kids became addicted, the depression seemed to get worse. Now, you could oversimplify it, and the doctor in the study said he didn't want to oversimplify it, meaning there's plenty of people that don't uh, show signs of depression when they play video games. 
and there's plenty of people who were depressed before they started playing, but there's an interesting word. I think it's truly comorbid. That's a medical uh, term that basically means things are intertwined, like they're both working together. In, in business, we call that synergy, you know, where you, one joint venture you do, you make a lot of money because you join up with another company and two plus two equals five instead of four because you both are greater than the sum of each individual part. But comorbids, the opposite, is kind of the negative version where basically they're saying Robin Williams is kind of depressed already, then the video games made it worse, like fed the, the beast, you know, and then, which caused more depression, which caused him want to be a big video gamer. I know a lot of people, uh, YouTube, it's all video gaming, and I'm not passing judgment. I'm just saying, hey, you got to learn, and this is what this book says. Maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong, but, you know, I, some of it's common sense. Anything taken to an extreme level isn't going to be healthy. I don't care what it is, you know. You drink too much water. They used to have a form of, I think, Chinese water torture. And one of the forms, you know, one was like they drip water on your head, but another one is they just make you drink water till you blow up. So people ask me, should I play video games? I'm like, I don't know the answer. You know, I'm not a guru, but uh, I'm also not delusional. You know, that's the excesses that people are, especially around subjects that are near and dear to people's hearts. If they love video games, they're gonna look for all the research that proves video games are, are, this, are good for you. Same with marijuana. All my friends who are like 420 friendly and they're smoking, the only science they read is like stuff that's, look, marijuana's great for you. And I'm like, yeah, but do you read the other side too? There's an ancient proverb that I live by. It says, every man's argument sounds good till you hear the other side. If you ever watch those, you know, Judge Judy kind of shows or whatever, People's Court, everybody sounds good until the other side gets a chance to say what's really up. And uh, I think it's the same with video games, marijuana, being conservative, being liberal, you know, whatever you're being socialist, capitalist, there's always two sides to the coin. So <clears throat> Charlie Munger, who I look up to a lot, the billionaire, he says, always look for disconfirming evidence. Like if you like video games, try to prove why you shouldn't play video games. If you hate video games and you're a parent, try to prove why it's okay for your kids because there's always two sides of the coin. And if you really want to be on top of the world, you have to know stuff. And knowledge includes knowledge that you don't want to hear. You know, people struggle with that one. People are always smart about that little thing they love. But I'm like, expand your mind. That's low level, you know? Be high level. High level people can argue both sides of the coin. All right, now this was interesting. Physical exercise helped Robin Williams' depression. Robin Williams took up cycling, and the more he cycled, the better he felt. Physical exercise helps anyone with depression. Robin's, Robin Williams once said, cycling saved my life. So, man, that's true, man. Lifting weights and all that stuff saved my dad's life. Uh, my dad was born unhealthy. He had like some scarlet fever or something in his heart when he was a little kid. The doctor said he'd be dead. My dad started lifting weights, became a pro bodybuilder, changed his life. My dad always loved weights because it was like, you know, if, if you were in a car crash and someone pulled you out of a burning uh, fire and, you know, cars blown up there on the side of the road, you're strapped in, someone comes, takes a seatbelt off, saves your life, you'll be in debt. Uh, and gratitude to them forever and that's how my dad was towards exercise and Robin Williams was for a time you know until that video came in I think fucked up well, uh, pardon my French uh, 
Number four, Robin Williams knew how to change the world. He once said, no matter what people tell you, words and ideas can change the world. And you see that, like Robin Williams truly changed the world. When he died, presidents, little kids, 80-year-old grandmothers, you know, teenagers, musicians, everybody came out of the woodwork and uh, was affected by this guy's life. So, you know, I don't know all the answers to this stuff, but um, I know there's a lot to learn from mentors like Robin Williams. He didn't live a perfect life. No one does, but they can still be your, they're still the people that I look to. And Robin Williams, interesting, he had a mentor named uh, Jonathan Winters. It's funny, Robin Rob Williams said he told Jonathan Winters, who was another comedian, an old comedian back in the 60s, he said, you're my mentor. And uh, the guy, uh, Jonathan Winters said, I prefer idol. So uh, that, was, <laughs> that was how he wanted to, to be a name. So it's an interesting book. Check it out if you like Robin Williams, any of his movies, any of his cartoon stuff, any of his stand-up com comedy. So my favorite Robin Williams joke, I thought this was funny, man. There was like 20 funny jokes and, and it said, he said, if women ran the world, we wouldn't have wars, just intense negotiations every 28 days. So anyway, if you battle with depression and all this stuff, um, I think everybody does. I think some depression's good, it motivates you, but if you get to the point when you're suicidal, I get so many people write me, I'm like, dude, I almost committed suicide, then I found your 67 day program, I'm watching your videos and it's helped me. I had a guy actually, I was, I'm gonna post this video. I got his permission, I was at a conference and he came up to me, he was like, two weeks ago I was gonna slip my wrist, I was in the bathtub and I came across some of your stuff right before I did that and, and I'm alive. So I, I obviously can't claim credit for that, uh, but knowledge will change your life. Just like Robin Williams says, ideas. That's the same thing as knowledge. I'm all about knowledge sometimes. Uh, people say, I saw your video, man, you're the knowledge guy. I'm like, I'm not the knowledge guy, but I am a fan of knowledge because Nelson Mandela said something, I don't remember the exact quote, but he said, knowledge is what took a kid from a poor tribal village and made him a leader of a nation, because that's Nelson Mandela's story, you know? It's knowledge, it made Abraham Lincoln great. It's all these people who do big things, whether it's health, wealth, love, happiness it's all it starts in the mind and it's not just the mind like daydreaming or uh, uh, positive projecting of what your big things are gonna do no it's as simple as you got to know a lot of stuff best way to know stuff is read stuff trust me anyone tells you books aren't important um, my advice is just uh, move on get learn something else from that person ignore that little tidbit it's not a good tidbit so Anyway, talk to you soon. Start reading more if you want to keep up with me. All right.